Hi, I'm Nikki from Teaching Autism and welcome to the Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Are you an autism or special education professional? Are you a teacher or therapist looking for support and new ideas? You may even be a parent, family member or carer. This podcast is perfect to help you find out more information, support and get some of your questions answered. Hi and welcome back to the Teaching Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. I am always trying to ensure that my podcast episodes are as helpful for you as possible. And after doing a Q&A session on Instagram recently, I had so many of you asking me, how do I get my students to enjoy reading so much? If you follow me on Instagram, you will probably see me quite regularly talking about a new book that my students love. And my students do genuinely love books and reading. But I know that's not always the case in every classroom. So after going through your questions and chatting with so many of you, I decided to put together a podcast episode where I was going to talk about ways that you can make reading fun. But I also like to keep these episodes pretty short and sweet because, let's face it, time is precious. And I know that many of us listen to podcast episodes just while we have a little bit of spare time. So instead of putting everything into one long podcast episode and overwhelming you, I am going to be putting together a mini series of ways that you can make reading fun. And to start the series off, today I am going to be talking all about story sacks. We love using story sacks and before you panic and think of all the amazing ones you see on Instagram and Pinterest that are going to cost a bomb to make or require a qualified artist to create, just stop and breathe. You should all know by now that if you've been following me for a little while, I like to try and use things that we already have around us in the classroom to try and reduce the cost of anything that I'm spending and I like to keep it simple. So in this episode today, I'm going to be talking all about story sacks, ways you can use them, how you can make them, how your students can use them or have access to them, but also ways you can make them budget friendly and you do not need to spend a fortune on them. First of all, whenever I talk about a story sack, people instantly think the contents have to go in a sack. This isn't necessarily true anymore. Now people are getting very creative and they're using baskets and trays and boxes, even tough trays for their story sacks. And it's entirely up to you which one you want to set up your story sacks with. Just think of what will work best for you and your students and try them out. So let's dive right into today's podcast episode and get started learning all about story sacks. So first up, what is a story sack? A story sack is basically where you have props to go along with the story to bring it to life and make it more engaging and hands-on for your students. The items you use don't have to be exact replicas of the story. They can be similar. Let your students use their imagination and work on identifying and matching parts of the story. When you're reading the story, you can pull the items out of the story sack box, baskets, whatever it is you are using, and refer to them. You can pass them round. You can hold them for students to see. And now the next question that I usually get after I say all that is, but where do I get the props from? Try not to overthink it. 
you don't have to go on Amazon and buy everything and end up spending a fortune. Let's focus on one of my favourite books first, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. My students love this story and I think it's one that's probably in everybody's classroom. It's also a great book to use to start your story sack adventure because there's so much you can do with it. So first of all, sit down and go through the story and think about what props you need. It's basically the life cycle of a butterfly and food items. Those are the props that are going to go best with the story. Now think of the storyline. What happens during the story? The caterpillar eats the food and then follows the life cycle to end up as a butterfly. So the more fun and hands-on the props, the more engaged your students are going to be. So how can you make this hands-on? First of all, you could go to Google, print out a picture of a caterpillar's face, stick it on a cereal box and cut out the mouth so students can feed the caterpillar. Next, try to either get hold of physical items of the butterfly life cycle, you can check out Amazon for this, or you can make it an art project leading up to your story sack. Have everyone get involved with making the parts of the life cycle out of felt in your classroom or any craft materials you have lying around, and I'll put some helpful links you can try in the show notes for this as well. Next, make a list of all the foods the caterpillar eats. You can either purchase these foods or get creative again and make them. Or you can simply go on Google, print out pictures of the foods and use these. Foods are really easy to make out of materials like felt. Or you can go on a hunt for stones and then paint the food on the stones to feed the caterpillar. There are lots of ways to get creative when you're making a story sack and really keeping the price down, but also getting everyone involved in the creation process as well. I also find it really helpful to make a list that you can laminate and attach to the story sack or even stick to the front of the story just so you know what's included. I recommend going through this list before using the story sack with your students just so you can check that everything is there and nothing is missing before you start the session. Then you just need to find a way to store your story sack. So like I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, there are lots of ways you can store them. Some of the more popular ways that I have seen are using a pillowcase and painting pictures and the book title on the front of it and then storing all the items inside. I've also seen canvas tote bags being used with the book cover printed and stuck onto the front. It's really up to you and whichever way you think will work best storage-wise for you and your students to have easy access. Now that you have your story sack, how are you going to use it? There are lots of ways you can use them for sure. You can have a set time every day or week when you use the story sack. You can have it set up as a centre during choice time or golden time on a Friday with a member of staff where students can choose to go and listen to the story and use the story sack. You can also have a story sack set up in a quiet corner or your library area and rotate it every week or month just to change it up. Students can have access to the story sack in this area and use the props to go along with the story while they read it. Again, This is where it's definitely helpful to have that checklist included in the story sack so you can make sure that all the pieces are kept together. And finally, my favourite part, how to stay on a budget when making story sacks. Well, to start, as you will have heard in this episode today, 
It's really easy to make a story stack using items you already have access to within your classroom or school or even just around you. This means you won't have to be spending money. Also, it's so much more fun when you make the story stack as a class project and everyone can get involved. Students get so excited when they can use the story stack they've helped to create. I do know some teachers have set up a donor's choose or an Amazon wishlist for some story stack basics that they keep in bulk in their classroom and they use these whenever they're making story stacks. So this can be things like wooden spoons which can be painted as characters, felt pieces, flat stones, canvas tote bags or whatever you're going to use to store the story stacks in. And just anything you think would be helpful to have on hand when you're creating them. And one of the best ways to keep it on a budget is to make the story sacks accessible for the whole school. Essentially creating a story sack library. Put every class in charge of making one story sack per month and then have them stored somewhere in the school where everyone can have access to them. Have a sign-in in and out book for staff to use so you can easily track down where the story sack is just in case you need it and it isn't there. But you can also use this to keep track as well of what story sacks have been made and use this when you're making future ones. This way you're sharing the workload, the time needed to create story sacks, the resources and you'll have so many more to access and use with your students. I hope you found this podcast episode today about story sacks helpful. Don't forget to tune back into the next episode in this series to find out more ways that you can make reading fun for your students. Head over to the show notes for a bunch of helpful links for story sacks and getting started making your first one too. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon.